A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of King Herod, behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star at its rising, and have come to do him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was greatly troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it has been written through the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, since from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly, and ascertained from them the time of the star's appearance. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go, and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word, that I too may go and do him homage. After their audience with the king, they set out, and behold, the star that they had seen at its rising preceded them, until it came and stopped over the place where the child was. They were overjoyed at seeing the star, and on entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. They prostrated themselves and did him homage. Then they opened their treasures and offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, They departed for their own country by another way. The Gospel of the Lord One of the major themes of Matthew's Gospel is that God's salvation extends beyond Jesus' immediate Jewish community to include the Gentiles as well. The visit of the Magi foreshadows this broad message of inclusion. Matthew begins with the end of the gospel in mind, go, make disciples of all nations. Despite the well-known carol, in Matthew's story of the Magi, there are only two kings, King Herod and Jesus, the rumored king of the Jews. In his infancy narrative, Matthew's gospel is contained in miniature, like Hamlet There is a play within the play. Two responses are made to the Messiah, even in his infancy and certainly in his ministry. Some will believe and embrace. Others will reject and of necessity seek to crush, even to execute. As the story unfolds, the Magi likely save the life of Jesus, even at the risk of their own lives. Instead of returning to Herod, as promised, they return to their own country by another way. The Magi knowingly engaged in an act of divinely inspired disobedience, which gave Mary and Joseph time to flee with their child and escape to Egypt. Matthew's theme here is the hiddenness of Christ, the small and often unnoticed ways God enters our lives in epiphanies 
large and small. The sun rises in the east, so this represents the direction of new beginnings, of hope arising in the face of darkness. The prophet Isaiah proclaimed, Rise up in splendor, Jerusalem, your light has come, and the glory of the Lord shines upon you. This announcement is made not in the light, but while it was still dark. The first temple has been destroyed. Jerusalem is in ruins. But Isaiah recognizes the hope of something new being born. He goes on to say, Then you shall be radiant at what you see. Your heart shall throb and overflow. When the Magi saw that the star had stopped over the place where the child was, they were overwhelmed with joy. But not Herod. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him. King Herod is consumed by fear over the threat of the Messiah, a new and unknown element. In the verses that follow this episode, Herod slaughters all the male children under two years of age, which points ahead to another Herod, who will put Jesus to death on the cross. Matthew's Gospel is written near the end of the first century, after the destruction of the second temple. With the temple destroyed, life was no longer the same for Jews, nor for this new Jewish-Christian community. The Magi bring gifts of myrrh, frankincense, and gold, all profound references to the first temple in Jerusalem. The vessels for the temple were gold. Frankincense is the symbol of the presence of the Most High. Myrrh, an anointing oil for the Holy One in the holy place. Matthew was symbolically transferring the great temple to the infant Jesus, the Messiah and emissary of the new inner temple. In Luke's Gospel, Mary and Joseph had to search for lodging. But in Matthew's Gospel, Jesus is presumably born at home. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. Whenever we hear the word house in the New Testament, think of the word church, because the early Christians met in homes. Matthew is telling us that the outsiders, the Gentiles, have come into the church. Paul makes this point in the letter to the Ephesians. The Gentiles are co-heirs, members of the same body. Two very significant changes, then, have affected the early Jewish Christian community. Not only is the temple gone, but in welcoming Gentiles into the church— Their identity as Jews is no longer the same. Just imagine how it must feel to have the religion you grew up with change so completely. So Matthew is giving us some very important spiritual insights on how to navigate this transition. The star is a metaphor for the spirit which guides us. When we face significant changes in our lives, there is always great upheaval. What appears as a disaster is anything but. Disaster comes from two Latin words, dis 
and astra, meaning separated from one star. We face disaster when we are separated from our inner guiding spirit, separated from our deep inner wisdom. As Herod feared the threat of Jesus, he tried to protect the seat of his power. Similarly, our fears and ignorance encourage us to hold on to what we feel is secure in the face of the new life path being offered to us. The fears we feel at our personal new birth mirror the difficulties of Jesus' arrival. Our birth, equally unexpected, is also a home birth. The spiritual journey begins in the middle of our ordinary life. We have no exotic locales to distract us. The Magi followed a star, which meant that they had to travel at night. It is the same for any of us who undertake the spiritual journey. The world we knew isn't there anymore, and the new world isn't yet recognizable. However, in the midst of our disorientation, the Magi will pay us a visit as they did Jesus. We don't know what form they will take or what specific gifts of wisdom they will bring. The presence they offer may be small, a piece of the past resolved, or very large, an unshakable communication with inner spirit. But they are always precious and powerful. We will find these presents to be tools for our journey, holding the same prominence and solemnity of the ancient gold, frankincense, and myrrh. We need to watch for our magi, and when we receive their messages, be attentive, so that their wisdom can unfold for us as we, too, travel home by another way.